podcast where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest find out what they do who they are and what makes them great so sit back relax and enjoy all righty folks welcome back to the above the bar podcast it's your host sean here with my co-host Dibs, we're back. You know, you know it looks like a little bit of a crowded screen today, but this was a necessary evil. We have an opportunity here. You got to, you know, you got to do this when when you have it. We've got the uh, let's see, we'll go through this. We got the homeschool hammer on the ice, <laughs> and we've got the monster from Millersville out here joining us today to. Of the, I'm, I'm just gonna just keep pumping your heads up and everything. Rising stars in in the world of hockey, we had this opportunity, and especially after last week's episode where we were talking about uh, traditional roles for men and how those things work, an opportunity to talk to to young ladies, to women that are breaking stereotypes and showing that it's just not. So I have to take this opportunity and welcome to the show and making sure I got all my stuff together because I got my new board over here. I'm still jacking up every time. So this opportunity we have, and Taylor, I'm going to jack your last name up. I just want you to know that right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm apologizing. This is a thing, but I'm going to try. We have Taylor Schwant. Did I get it? Yep, you got it. Taylor Schwant. That, that's, living, that's living with a lot of Polish people in your life. Uh, Sydney Babin. at that you didn't know you were getting applause and shit today did you <laughs> welcome and, and don't be so excited hey hi say hi back <laughs> hey how's it going hi but yeah folks so those of you that are just joining us right now please take a moment like share do all those kind of things we have taylor and sydney joining us we're going to be talking about hockey we're going to talk about that transition going from high school into college sports and then going into semi-pro sports for Taylor, what that's like for folks. You always hear about, you know, pro athletes in football. One of the things you always hear is the game's faster, baseball, the game's faster. Is it really faster? You know, what are the changes that, that they've experienced? So we're going to be doing that here in a moment. Uh, let's go ahead and get some house cleaning done. First thing is over my right shoulder, we got sticker and a cause, the big board. And we got a sticker here. We're going to be talking about that in a moment. If you've got something you support, you've got your own private business, you've got a sports team, you've got a club, your own podcast, whatever it is, reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, uh, TikTok, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. Email is at gmail.com. Send me a message. Let me know what you got going on. Let me know what you're trying to support. We'll then turn around. You send me the sticker out. We'll put the sticker on the big board so that everybody knows about it. Today, y'all like my haircut? I'm looking good. Yeah, you look like a guy. Sharp. Looks good. fresh. And it see, look at that. And it is fresh. That's because pow! Look at that. Manella Manella Barbershop here in the uh, Capital Region. Look at that. Big Big Mike Manella. Uh, I keep telling him, you know, I messed him up one day. I saw a picture of it of his his newborn son on on like Instagram or something. And I was like, 
I was like, oh, how's my son doing? And he's like, the next time I got a haircut, he's like, dude, my wife kept asking, like, who the hell is this saying that's your son? I'm like, that's even better. So if you're in the capital region and, and you're looking for a good, good, fresh cut, make sure you reach out to Manello Barbershop. It's right there. If you Google Manello Barbershop, his family actually owns um, Bella Napoli, the uh, big uh, bakeries out here, the Italian bakery, Bella Napoli. So Mike Manello right there in, in Latham. We'll stick that up on the big board here in a minute. But maybe your maybe your media is still stuck in uh, Pee Wee and isn't getting any ice time, and you're trying to get it trying to get a little little bit better there. Make sure you're reaching out to Media by Dibs. That's Media by Dibs, D I B S, on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. Media by Dibs, and on LinkedIn, you can look up Andrew Dibble, D I B B L E. Look, no S, D I B B L E. And you reach out to Andrew and let him know that you're here to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a ten percent discount on your first order. And he's going to give you a free consultation on your media. So make sure you're reaching out to media by dibs. Sorry, house cleaning's done. Everything's situated. We're ready to, we're ready to rock and roll. We're already getting comments over here. Uh, I'm going to need a fresh cut. Somebody, let's see. Oh, I don't, you guys had to tell me if you know who that is. XMC Supermax. I'm not sure who that is on, on Twitch. I shared it all over the damn place. <laughs> but, but look, XMC, if you're if you're in the capital region, hit hit me up. I'll get you over to I'll get you over to Mike. He'll tighten you right on up. So who wants to who wants to go first? Who who wants to, to lead this up? Because here's my curiosity. I, you both have been playing how long have you been you've been playing hockey there, Sydney? Uh, I've been skating since I was four years old. God, I can't even stand on skates. I'll fall right on my ass. It's so bad. Uh, Taylor, how about you? So I don't really remember when I started skating, probably not till seven or eight. And then I got into hockey when I was 10. I didn't formally play until I was like 10, 11-ish. So I've been in almost 14 years. Wow. So I guess my first curiosity for both of you is, is why hockey? I mean, I know one of you kind of somebody above you probably talked you into it and everything. But I'm sure Babs had nothing to do with it. Nothing. <laughs> but, no. But nothing but what was your what was your drive? I mean, because but you know, let's be honest, you know, hockey is one of those sports that traditionally it's what's well, a men's sport, you know, it's guys doing it. You know, you hear more women's basketball if you're gonna hear about a sport or soccer. Why hockey? Taylor, you wanna go first? You want me? I'll, I'll take it. Um, so some of my family kind of grew up playing, like my dad and his brothers played a little bit. And my mom's brother also happened to play a bit in high school. And they were always hockey fans, my mom and my dad. And they wanted us to get into sports. And I think they wanted us to definitely at least try it and see me, my sister. And we both got into it. I'm just the one that kind of stuck with it. And here I am now. Just say it. You were the one that was better at it. Don't say it, Taylor, because you could see that on on the tip of your tongue. Like she played, but I was just better at it. So. To be fair, she was a defenseman, so I can't compare. But shout out to her because when we were younger and she was a defenseman in front of me, I treated her very poorly. So shout out to my sister, you know, for dealing you, with me. How do you treat a defense? All right, one of you can answer that because I. And everyone who knows me knows I don't play hockey. I don't watch hockey. I, I make fun of hockey. Like, to me, hockey is like, wants to be lacrosse, is my opinion. Because at least, right. 
that that's my thoughts on it. You're right. I know I'm the <laughs> I know I'm the odd person out in this, but but I I respect the ability because up here by us we actually they had one of those uh, hockey treadmills. Have you ever seen one of those things? Yeah. That thing was yeah. silly. Like forty five <laughs> degree angle on. I'm telling you, I couldn't stand on skates. I bust my ass right away. So. <laughs> But how do you how as a goalie do you abuse a defense person? Like I don't know how that works. Sydney, you're smart. Y'all at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I know for a fact I yell at my defense a lot, mainly because I'm short, so uh, I can't see, and I have to tell them to get out of my way. Um, <laughs> Retweet sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that, that screen. Words that, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. The, the screen worked against you. Said sometimes, but. Here's the moment, you know, things got to be said. You got to get them out of your way. So, now is this the only sport that both of you play? Uh, yes. What was there, so, so full, full time only thing for, for you, Sydney. How about you, Taylor? Yeah. So, yeah, for me growing up, it was like that. And then I actually got asked my junior year of college to play field hockey. And I thought I was going to be a goalie. So I said, yeah, sure. Why not? And turns out they only needed forwards. I was sitting in front of the coach in her office and I'm like, oh, I can't say no, I can't say no. So I joined, and then senior year, I also got roped into playing tennis. So <laughs> ended up playing tennis, and yeah, they really needed some athletes, and they're, they knew they could call me. <laughs> well, I, I don't think – did I tell you my cousin graduated from Millersville? Really? Yeah, like many, many, many moons ago. You're going to say um, 700 years ago. No, <laughs> she's younger than me. She's like uh, – He's the next to the youngest of us, so it was actually probably at this point 10 years ago, 12 years ago she graduated from there, but it was a while ago. So, so, so Sydney was what, eight, nine, <laughs> 10 years ago? Yeah. So, eight. so a, as you're going through this, and, and obviously, you know, you played, I don't know if you're high schools, I know Sydney, you said you were homeschooled, but, you know, you're playing on travel leagues, you're going through this. What was that? And I kind of hinted at this at the beginning. We always hear people talk about, you know, all oh, the games gotten faster when I moved from this level to that level. What was that like for you in that transition to that faster game? What, from high school to college? Yeah, absolutely. Um, honestly, I wouldn't say that it's too much faster from where I'm playing um, because I was playing at the 19U level. I was playing – top tier um so i wouldn't say it's faster but i would definitely say it's smarter so in a way i guess you can say that it's faster because things are happening quicker quicker decisions stuff like that um but i wouldn't necessarily say quicker per se now what do you mean by smarter there's a huge difference when it comes into coaches um with youth hockey um compared to college coaches, um, drills, honestly, systems, the systems that I'm learning now in college, I've honestly never seen. That's what I was just going to, that's what I was just going to ask is you basically go from that level of just kind of pass and shoot to where you actually have coaches running systems where you, that's the one thing I hear Miles say is, uh, talking about defenders, like the the, the defenses, they aren't running my system. They aren't going with my, and he gets so pissed off. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that intelligence level, the intellect level having to go up as you guys advance in, in leagues. Yeah. You, you can see a huge difference from 
the lower level players to the higher level players for sure. Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> what, they, what do they mean by system? I don't. Taylor, what does that mean? I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Help me out here. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. So systems are like the way the forwards are set up and the way the defense are set up and how they make certain plays and how certain plays kind of come about, especially rushing out of the zone and um, things like power plays, penalty kills, stuff like that. That helps. Oh, so, the, so you're just talking about the plays that you're running are better. And more sophisticated. Yes. Y'all see this is again. See this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. Now, I, I've had some college athletes in in my family, people that have played at that Division One level, playing at these upper tiers, and one of the things they all talk about is that recruitment process. And there's a lot of people out here that that are going to hear this, and they may be thinking about, hey. My kid is thinking about, I think my kid can play at that level or I think I can go into that level or what, you know, getting recruited. What are some of the things that you experienced in that recruiting process or things that you realize now, you know, Sydney, with you just going through it and Taylor and looking back and thinking to yourself, hey, I wish I would have, or, or these are things that are going on in this process. Talk to some folks about getting going to that next level what what was that experience like uh, i think for me, for, honestly sorry if you want to oh, go you no go ahead go ahead <laughs> i don't i feel like i've talked a lot and i'm really bad at talking over people so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let Sydney take it um for me i don't think the uh recruiting process was too difficult um i definitely took my time with it i don't think i committed until about a quarter of the way through my senior year um, so I was really trying to think about where I wanted to go. Um, I applied to multiple different schools. I got into every school that I applied to, but, um, I came to Wilkes for a visit and instantly fell in love with the school. So I thought it was a pretty easy process for me. How about you, Taylor? Um, from what I remember, since it feels forever, like forever ago, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just taking the time to research schools. You have to think about kind of what you want to major in because not every school will have that. So you have to look on the academics as well as the athletic side. And then it's about applying to schools, making sure you're reaching out to those coaches, giving them your schedule, um, just introducing yourself. And one of the um, first colleges I actually got an offer to, I had went up to the coach. I didn't even know they were starting a program that year. I just saw her at the rink at one of the tournaments. And I just walked up and introduced myself like, hi, my name's Taylor Schwant. I'm a goalie for, I was at the Northern Cyclones at the time. And I'm playing at seven o'clock tonight. Um, I'm really interested in your school, even though I didn't even know about the school at the time. <laughs> and I'm really interested in your school. And would you, would you want to um, come watch my game tonight? And she was like, yeah, sure. I'll definitely come by. So it was one of those things where you just have to really put yourself out there, be a little ballsy and just sell yourself. Not in a literal but, sense, but. Sell but I feel like you and... have to be, I feel like both of you guys already are ballsy. I mean, you literally, and we can talk about how you chose it. You literally took that position that the entire game. I mean, I don't want to say the entire game rides on you, but when it comes down to it, when people look at the end of a game, 
it's a goalie that let the goals in. I mean, you guys obviously know, hey, my defense sucked tonight. There, there was this, there was this, there's so much more. But all in all, when you get someone that just walks off the street, watches a hockey game, says, wow, that goalie let in three goals. I don't think about the the backside of it. So why, why did you guys choose that position that, I mean, essentially you're the, the entire team is relying on you. I don't, I don't honestly remember why. I just remember my dad had me starting out as just like a skater doing learn to play and I didn't really like it, but I liked going to Flyers games and Phantoms games when they were in Philly at the time. And, I used to see the goalies. We used to sit like behind the net a lot and I'd see the goalies. I'm like, that looks really cool. Can I try that? My dad's like, uh, no. And finally, <laughs> I, after months of convincing him, cause I told him I wouldn't play if he didn't at least let me try it. He got me suited up in a synthetic ice studio. There was a goalie coach that had a synthetic ice studio down the street from my house. And he got suited up there in a bunch of super, super old gear on ice that wasn't even real tried it out and as soon as I got off my dad said what did you think and I said I loved it <laughs> so it all went downhill from there <laughs> now, now you're Philly also I, I know I had to pull teeth from, from Sydney to figure out that she was from up around northeast now where are you, what area are you from Taylor so I'm not actually from Philly I'm from like the outside of I'm from one of the suburbs outside of Philly called Westchester I know West very well western of philly i guess yeah, yeah but i'm from westchester and for those of you that are wondering why you may have heard of westchester pennsylvania besides westchester university is out there that's also where all the jackass people are from is from westchester <laughs> that's all that's all out out that way also so uh keep that in mind so i guess the next thing in, in my mind as a as a dad and you know my you know, I always want to be protective of, of our children and, and all these different things. What were what are some of the reactions that you get when you tell people, "No, I play I play hockey," and because Sydney, you're you're you aren't kidding. Like I've seen you standing next to other folks. You you are what five two, five two, five two, and Taylor, what are you about five three, five four? Oh no, I'm five foot exactly. <laughs> Taylor's shorter than me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think there's a picture somewhere of me and Taylor. She's shorter than me. So, yeah. So, I mean, what was some of the react? Like when you tell folks like, no, I, I suit up in 300 pounds of gear and, and take, you know, 70, 80, 90 mile an hour hockey puck shot at me. I'm good with that. Rock and roll. What are some of the reactions that you get from folks? Usually at first, you know, they're like, oh, you play sport. What sport do you play? And, you know, you're just like, Hockey. They're like, oh, field hockey. And you're like, no. <laughs> I get that a lot. No. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I was like, no, I play ice hockey. And they're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. What position do you play? You know, and then they just freak out to find out that I find or play goalie. And, you know, people sometimes don't believe me half the time. But, you know, that's how that goes for me. Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I get about the same reaction um, at work. I started a new job a couple months ago, and now I'm out of training and kind of on the floor for work, and I'm meeting more people. And they're they're like, oh, like, you know, we're learning about each other. And I get a lot of, oh, like, so, so you play hockey? And I'm like, yeah, you want to guess what position? Goalie's always the last position. Or they'll think for a minute, and they'll be like, don't tell me you're a goalie. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 
I am. And? And it's a lot of, oh, I could like, oh, I never would have guessed. I never would have guessed you played hockey. So it's a lot of, definitely a lot of shock. I wouldn't say any like negative things, but definitely shock. But how does that yeah. make you feel that, that people are shocked that you do play that role? That is your role, the position you play. That's what you enjoy. How do, how do you feel about that when people react to it? Do you, is it at this point, is it like you brush it off or, you know, what's your feelings on that? I find it funny, to be honest, um, because then it comes down to like, I know what they're thinking. Like, how is this tiny little thing playing like the toughest position, one of the toughest sports? Um, and honestly, you know, then they're like, oh, you're crazy. I can never do that. Like the fact that you do, you know, you're so cool. All this stuff. And honestly, it's not going to lie. It's kind of like an ego builder. But, you know, like- <laughs> I was just going to say that that's got to be a pride thing. I mean, yeah, especially exactly. you, Taylor. And we'll, we'll kind of go into it a little bit with uh, talking about the bees and what possibly lays ahead of you for next season, because that's that, that that's huge. Um, but I mean, it, it's got to be a pride thing. It's I was telling you guys when I was talking to you earlier, I took my six-year-old daughter to the sportsplex and she saw when I was with the snow, I mean, without even missing a beat. And I'm lucky that Gaylord actually up here has one of the best female presents for uh, younger female hockey players and like through there. And she immediately just said, and my daughter's a badass, but she's like, I want to do that. (laughs) Like, cool, let's do it. So, and I think one of the reasons that I'm able to kind of breach what Sean was talking about where I'm not, as worried is because I've been around a lot of these guys. Uh, and I know that with the proper teaching, I mean, you said you had a synthetic goalie down there and then you've got Babs. I, I'm just going to refer to him as Babs, but I mean, like you've been around the sport, you know what it is. Um, so it, it's just one of those things. It's awesome. And I, I feel like it's a pride thing for you guys, especially because you are bridging that gap for girls going forward. And it's, it's a huge increase. And I'd probably say the past five, 10 years of how big women's hockey is getting. Oh, yeah, because even, like, when I was younger, like, not that me and Sid are that far apart. I'm, like, the same age as Babs, and not that me and Sid are that far apart, like I said, but there is even a huge difference from, like, when I was playing at, you know, her level at her age, like, back in when she was playing, like, 16U, 19U. It was a much different dynamic, especially us growing up playing hockey in, like, a very similar area and basically playing on similar teams there's a, such different. a different dynamic and a different setup than when I was like at that point her age so it's just really cool to see it hasn't even been that long and it's already grown and kind of changed so much well I mean look at one, one of the biggest things right now is uh the new NHL game that came out you can now play as female hockey players in the new NHL game that came out and that's I mean, that's groundbreaking. I mean, it sounds dumb being a video game, whoever my Call of Duty person is there, but uh, but it's it's crazy that that's, it took so long to do it. But, I mean, you've got a female on one of the NHL covers with an NHL star. They, yeah, they have hockey I video think games. it's great. They have hockey video yeah. games too? Yes, they, they, they nice. have I've, a lot of hockey games. No They've idea. been having them. I have no idea. That's me being a smartass. I'm just, <laughs> just being a smartass. So I'm going to ask this one because I know because this is my brain because we have uh, – who's the guy that's coming on, the the Extreme Ice guy that's coming on here? Oh, uh, Justice Smoke. Yeah, Justice Smoke. So he's coming on. I've been to a lot of events, especially it happens in lacrosse all the time, where goalies look at each other and kind of point the finger in the middle like everybody else is fighting it. It's time to get it. Is that a thing? 
in in women's hockey? Like, is you, you taking gloves off? You throwing hands? What what's the deal? No, no, not that I've experienced. Nothing. No, not at all. I've tried, but. Yeah, you know, it I want that story, Taylor. Give me that story. I need to hear that one. Well, it's funny. It actually wasn't with when with one of my women's teams. It was during my senior night in high school, and it was going so horribly because I remember guys saying, um, "I was sitting outside of the locker room before I was allowed to go in," and I heard guys saying that because I was starting for senior night, we were going to lose. So we already knew the game was like, like in like they were done for at that point, and. I actually, so the game was going terribly, and what happened was, is there was some guy, he just, like, hacked at my glove, and normally that's not something that would bother me, I know, like, you know, the guys are gonna rough him up a little bit, but I was just already just PO'd, so I'm, like, going up to him, and I start shoving him, I'm like, you wanna fucking fight? You wanna fight? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a sec, so even your high school was, you played with men? I did, yeah, I grew up playing both men's and women's in high school, partially women's in college and then i transferred over to the men's in college again that is incredible to me and i'm fixing my chair so i know i look like a jackass right now so are you you ready to throw gloves sydney i mean no offense (laughs) to your hair but but bam's hair bam's hair in that fight he just got in the other day was so epic and just i mean he is known in the fed as one of the goalies that that oh, yeah. throws down. I mean, it's if you think of Bad and, and the Fed, like that's yeah, he's he's gonna fight someone. I mean, it's just it's just how it is. I mean, the Fed's known for fighting anyways, but seeing goalie fights is amazing. I love making that highlight video for him. So of course you're ready to throw down. But so going back to that, we talked about how Taylor became a goalie. Uh, did did he have any effect on you choosing that, or what was your decision process to go and play goalie? Uh, pretty much. Um, I started off and I played in-house as a center for about four years and I was so bad. (laughs) I was so (laughs) bad. Um, it it got to the point, like I was so bad. I told my parents, I was like, I honestly don't want to do this anymore. Like I suck. I'm not having fun with it. You know, I want to quit. And they're like, okay, well, your brother's goalie. Why don't you try it out? Instantly fell in love with it. And so, yeah, he had a big influence on it. Love it. Have you, are you going to make it out to a, to a Rockers game? Have you made it out there yet to watch them play? Um, I have not, um, but I will be home for Thanksgiving, and he will actually be playing in Delaware while I'm home. So cool. I will be making the trip to Delaware to watch him play. Oh, that might be – because that's his former team, isn't it? He was, yes. thund- he was, he was with them last year, so that might yeah. be a little uh, – I've seen some bad blood between uh, <laughs> some of the other Thunder players that have happened, so that should be interesting. Yeah, so. it's, it's going to be a great game. <laughs> and for those of you that are, that are watching us live here on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, whatever, wherever you're watching us at, you can ask questions. It's, if you want to throw a question up out there, you have a question for Taylor, you have a question for Sydney. I don't know what the hell you'd have for, for me or Dibs, but I guess you could ask us too. But I think you, I, we pursue. So throw some questions out, some things you'd like to know. Like we're those of you that are just joining us here, we've got Taylor Schwant, and I'm just – Trying to keep that name right each time, and uh, Sydney Babin. Both of them have played, or one playing college lacrosse. Both of them play on men's teams. And <laughs> who played lacrosse? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about a real. I was thinking about a sport that I give a shit about for a second. And then it's just Sean and Dibs because both of them left again. Uh, I, I'm telling you. Well, 
here's one for you. If you didn't know it, and I've said this a hundred times on the show, indoor box lacrosse is actually the national sport of Canada. It's not, it's not hockey. It's indoor box lacrosse. They created this, the sport so that hockey players had something to do in the spring. Did you know that? Makes sense. That, I didn't, it. but one of my friends plays like pro box lacrosse. All right. I don't know. Who, Dizzy, Dizzy, I don't know who you are, but listen to me. If you've never played lacrosse, you can't say lacrosse. lacrosse is in the sport. I, I, <laughs> I promise you there's nothing more. I've never watched a sport where people get beat up more, but, but you know, if you have questions, folks, please throw them out there. So, so the, the next step for you, Taylor, the big thing is, is you just signed with the MHL. Did, did I get it right? The, the, the mill, the MIHL. MIHL. So you just signed with them, and you're the first woman in that league, correct? Um, Someone might have to fact check me on that. I don't really know. <laughs> Dibs, I think you would know better than I would. I'll fact check you. So you know, I'm the one that's getting your PTO ready. Um, yeah, so first female uh, in the league. It's a huge thing. It's going to be a huge thing. Uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. So I will actually be your VP of hockey operations when you're with the feast. So I did know um, that. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a huge deal. And we kind of, we actually were talking about signing you with the snow at one point and wasn't sure what the schedule was going on. And then talking to Torgensen, I, I think it's huge uh, with both of you guys being uh, with MPH. I think it's, I think it's a giant step. And I, I think that you could hang with, these guys and I think you could show them something. But but what was that like to, to know that hey, you're I mean you signed a contract. You're you're taking it to that next level. What was that that experience like for you? It felt a little unreal because I've been through a lot with hockey. It has not been an easy journey by any means. I've gotten told no way more times than I've been told yes. I've gotten looked over, I've gotten looked down on because of my size and it's just about getting those opportunities and I'm just super grateful for the opportunity and the fact that there are people out there that can see me for more than just my height or more than being a woman. So, you know, it feels really good. Now, now this is a great, and I'm, a, I'm assuming the based on the way that Rachel just put this and called you Tay. Um, oh, Rach. Hi, Rach. <laughs> uh, she wants to know what is your biggest fear and hope being the first female in that league? I don't think I have any fears, maybe just a little online hate, but you know, haters, oh, haters really? are going to hate, whatever. <laughs> That's about it with the fear. Cause I don't think I'd be doing this if I was really fearful of the guys or anything like that. But I think my biggest hope too, is to maybe inspire someone else that feels like I have a, I've had a very unconventional path and I don't think there's any way I could ever get to a point where I'm playing at a higher level or, even playing at like the semi-pro, pro level, whatever it might be, just to give somebody else hope that, hey, she did it. I can do it too. Rachel says she's got your back. No haters. <laughs> Are you really getting like keyboard commandos coming at you? Oh, no, I haven't. Not yet. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. I feel like our social media director will probably take care of a, a lot of the haters and probably direct it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, and I could definitely see where you're coming from. I mean, in, in the mill has, I won't say a story past, but there's definitely been some stuff and things thrown around uh, that are not uh, in the pleasant way of that. And that's, it's, we, we want to build that 
image and we want people to know that they're out that that you guys are out there and that you can play and you play at that level and you have that ability and we want to be able to give you the to give you the yes because you guys deserve it 100 you're, you're busting your head probably more so than a lot of the guys in the league so it's it's definitely good to see you there and, and it's good that you don't have that fear it's it's yeah i like that how about for you sydney now i mean freshman year in, in college you know, you, you've still got to, you know, and I don't know if they do this the same way, if you can red shirt or anything like that uh, at that level. But do you want to, you know, like when this is over, have you considered like, hey, I'd love, love to sign and play at something like like an MHIL or something else around an area? Is that something that you're interested in or are you comfortable with like, hey, oh, college is done. I'm going to start a career path in something, whatever it is. What's your thoughts on that? Um, honestly, I've always wanted to go pro, um, so I'm going to keep chasing that for as long as I can, um, and then later on when I can no longer do that, I'm going to open up a goalie school with my brother, so. A goalie, like that's a, help me out here, (laughs) help me out here, so that's a, is that a thing, or would this be like the first one of its kind, like, I know you can get specific, specific coaching for. In, in sports and, you know, hitting co- batting coaches, stuff like that. Is that like a thing in hockey where like there's, Hey, we just, just goalies. That's all we deal with. Yes. There's a lot of those. I, uh, I grew up working with one. It's called Z tending. Shout out to them. Um, me and Trevor both work with this guy. I've worked with him since I was eight years old playing goalie. Um, and he's been great. I still work with him now and, you know, he's definitely helped make me the goalie that I am today. And so, he's kind of inspired me and Trevor both to want to do that when we're older because we want to share our love and everything for the game. So we want to kind of do that as well. Now flip this one. It's head a little bit since you both, it sounds like amazingly supportive families, you know, parents that played the sport, people that were involved in your lives that just, it it really is impressive to me to, to listen to. But as a dad who had kids who played, who played sports and everything i've seen the other parents so if you knew somebody out there and you were going to give them some advice like hey about a kid who's interested in and i don't care what sport it is we're talking hockey so we'll we'll stay with that but what are some of the advice that you would tell a parent if their kid's interested in in a sport like hockey Uh, honestly i mean to let them go for it yeah (laughs) Go, Go for, for it. it. You know, the worst thing that can happen is they end up not liking it, you know. Um, especially you can find programs that will give you the equipment that you can use for free. Um, like I said, I also grew up on a program like that, an inner city program um, called Snyder Hockey. They provide equipment for free for kids. And um, honestly, without them, I probably wouldn't be playing hockey. And Trevor neither, to be honest. We both started off there. And I think that can really help grow a kid's love for the game. Um, you know, as long as they have support and people around them that will help them grow that love, I think everything would be good. Like I said, the worst thing that can happen is they say no, that they don't like it, and that's that's okay. What? You, you kind of just mentioned this a little bit. That's a big challenge with hockey, isn't it? It's not just – this isn't, you know, your typical sports like baseball, football, something like that where most of your equipment can be given to you. It can be handed down. 
equipment, a lot of it you're paying for. You got to pay for ice time. Uh, most schools don't have a rink, so you got to find somewhere you're traveling. Um, there's a lot of challenges. You know, what other challenges are there if somebody is interested in this or their kids are interested? I think finding I mean, the yeah, like the time. <laughs> yeah, like I think part of it is finding the time because, you know, it takes up a lot of time because you have to say, if, even if there's a ring close by to you, you still have to go to practice. You have to be there a lot some time to get dressed and get warmed up, whatever you're going to do. You're on the ice for an hour, hour and 15, usually in youth hockey at the most. And then you're off and you have to take time to get undressed and go home from the rink. And at least growing up for me too, with my travel, I played women's travel and then men's with like middle school and high school teams. But women's travel, there weren't that many teams. So we had to pretty much go. If you're going on a weekend, you're going to a rink most of the time. That's two to three hours away from you. So two, three hours there, two, three hours back takes up a lot of time so if you really want to play you got to be committed to it and you got to be willing to have that time and as a parent you also got to be willing to drive and make some trips and take some time out of your schedule because I know my parents gave up a lot to do things for me and I know they made some friends and kind of had a social life through my hockey but they do a lot of other things as well outside of hockey and they gave up a lot of that for me which I'm really grateful for at least for a while and yeah I mean it's a, it's a lot of commitment, just a lot in many other ways, physically, emotionally, mentally, just whatever. You got your first question here, Sydney. Rachel's on it. I'm, I'm digging Rachel. Rachel. I'm digging Rachel already. If my light goes away, it's because my cat has decided that he wants to kind of play with it himself here in a moment. Uh, Sydney wants to go pro. Who is your dream team to play for? Oh, man. That's the game. Oh, we're under. <laughs> No, isn't it? No, I don't. I don't have uh, a specific team that I'd want to play for. To be honest, um, there's no team, a, a women's team from uh, from Philly. Otherwise, that would probably be the one that I'd go to. Um, but I just, I just want to play as long as I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere. You know, I don't have a specific team that I'd want to be on. Now, is there overseas women's leagues? Like, I know we have like a lot of. People, women will play basketball overseas and, and other stuff. Is, is there the same thing in hockey? Yeah, there's overseas. There's there's teams in like a ton of different countries. I know a girl that played in um, Hungary and France and played in a bunch of couple different places. So yeah, there's definitely some. Is it something now? I don't know if you know this or not. Is it? Is the money there? Is it something you can make a living on, or is it just more of that, like, hey, I'm really good enough to play at this level, and I just want to keep on playing kind of deal? (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) in women's hockey, um, you have to pretty much have a full-time job to be able to Do you see that? Do you see that in the future? I mean, even if you look at – at the the Fed level and even the SB, I mean, really, until you break into the like the ECHL and AHL, um, it, it doesn't pay a whole lot. I mean, do you see that potential? Obviously, Taylor, you're trying to break down break down the doors too. I mean, it's do you see that potential? Do you see that growth? I mean, just with everything that you've seen, you guys are obviously in the sport more than what I am, um, especially from the from the women's side. Do you see those improvements going to where, especially with what's it? 
NIL, the name and likeness and all that stuff like the collegiate athletes can do now? Yeah, I definitely see it growing. I mean, <clears throat> just recently, um, Grant Mentis just signed an $80,000 contract. That's the highest that any woman has ever signed. Um, so it's definitely growing. Things are getting there. It's just going to take time and, you know, you just got to be patient for it. Yeah, Love I don't it. know how much time it's going to take, but it is going to, like Sid said, it's going to take some time. And, like, I just don't know how much time, and I wouldn't have a guess. <laughs> no, I, I like it. And it's – and kind of going back to that, I just bought my uh, – Barbie just released a – when the U.S. You made the, the – You bought yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I definitely bought one. Not for me. Uh, for, for Briar, you know. We'll pretend. But, no, it's cool to see that that's, like – I was so excited to see that Barbie in hockey equipment. That's huge. Like, I mean, it's just something cool to see that push going through and to at least see that advancement. So yeah, there's been a lot of growth. It's been great. You know, same thing if you said with NHL, finally adding women after all of these years, you know? Yep. So there's been a lot of growth and it's, I'm honestly proud of it. I'm excited to be a part of it and uh, just got to keep climbing for it. Love it. So you guys mentioned your, <clears throat> so twofold question. You guys mentioned how long, like getting geared up and all that stuff. Twofold. How the hell long does it take to get you into goalie equipment? Cause I've seen our guys do it and it looks like a pain in the ass Two, Do you guys have superstitions for your game? Like have you adapted <laughs> anything through how long, I mean, 14 years, how, I mean that long you've had to have adapted something. What's up mom too. <laughs> So she's a huge Red Wings fan. She lives down outside of Detroit. Okay. Go Flyers. Yeah. Unfortunately, go Flyers. Unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. Taylor, you want to go first? Um, yeah, I mean, for the first question, depends on what time I'm at the rink. If I'm getting <laughs> yeah, dressed for yeah. an early morning skate, I need to be there like at least 30 minutes before because I'm not moving quickly. But <laughs> if I'm rushing, if I'm late, or if I'm just – taking my time and then I'm like oh crap I have two minutes to be on the ice I can be a little under 10 minutes getting dressed yep, she doesn't count she, she's a she's a lightning fan too that's what her son is too <laughs> so. now, now how about superstitions every athlete has superstitions superstitions oh, oh. <laughs> I have minor I think mine are borderline psychotic that's yeah, see, now we're getting into the, now we're breaking it down. So I put my gear on the same exact way every single time, and there's a system behind it. Mm -hmm. Like the undergear, like the let like the socks have to go on first, then the leggings, and then the shirt. It can't be the other way. And then, you know, cup, pants, left knee pad before right. I put my right skate on first and then my left, and then tie my left before my right. Put my left leg. That's called OCD, Taylor. They, my, they have it is. <laughs> right leg pad on before. I mean, left leg pad on before right. Then I put like my neck guard on. I do my hair. Put my chest protector on. Do my hair again, and then jersey, <laughs> and then helmet and gloves. It doesn't matter. So it's it's kind of psychotic. That's why I said borderline psychotic. <laughs> How about you? Like, I'm just listening to this. Stuff. Like, I lose shoes. I'm walking around my house with one. Like, I couldn't imagine doing all that. How about you there, Sydney? Um, I start everything right side. Everything has to be right side. Right sock, right pant leg, 
right skate, right pad, right arm, right everything. Everything has to be right. So wait a second. Are um, you like half just right side dressed? Like everything yeah. else is hanging off of you. Like just goes first, right foot and then left foot and then right oh, arm. Okay. And then right arm. Always. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. Like she just got half a layer on. Like yeah, half layer on, and then now I can do the other side. No, I I uh, switch back and forth, but right always has to start first. Um, before games, you know, my dad probably hates me for it. I play the same playlist every time, so he's in the car with me. It's the same song in so- the beginning. I was going to say, so I'm probably going to date myself because you're going to name something. And I'm going to say, yeah, no fucking clue what that is because I'm not in tune with uh, all the new stuff. So there you go. That That's a good thing, too. Like, what's your what's your amp up music? Like, what is your playlist? Do you start at a certain level and as you get close to game time? Like, I know the guys Pretty I play much. Pump It Up. I play Pump It Up for them. And I'm like, I don't know why <laughs> you guys like this song, but it's what gets you. It's what gets you there. So... <laughs> Oh man, first song is uh, "Bring Him Out" by Ti. Bring him out, bring him out. Yeah, yep. Okay, That's I'll give you that song. Um, and then it kind of transitions into some Lincoln Park, um, some Metallica, um, Avenged Sevenfold. There's some weird ones in there, and then it goes into some house music, and that's by the time it gets to the house music, that's when I'm like at the end of the car ride, just getting to the ring, so things are starting to pump up and get excited. So you're in your zone at that point, almost yes. like, yeah. What about you, Taylor? Let, let's go. What do you got? So I'm actually super weird. I won't listen to music in the locker room. It's it's the weirdest thing. But then, like, if I do listen to a song, it has to be I Mean It by G-Eazy. Um, yep. If I play it, I have to play it twice. And I recently started New Trend on my way to the rink because I started playing really well. I don't know. Whenever I listen to this song on my way to the rink, um, Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> TikTok blew that song up and it's not exactly like a pump up song, but it pumps me up. So this Kim so, Petra, do you know Kim Petra is there, Dibs? Yeah, yeah. So I was online and I'm like, and I love that song, Unholy. I'm like, this song is a jam. And then I saw this thing pop up. She has a song called Slut Pop. <laughs> and I was like, I need to know what this is. Um, don't play that song around. I, really don't play it around anyone. That song, <laughs> that song, if it was a movie, would get a triple X rating instantaneously. Like, I've listened to some shit over my life. Two Live Crew, like, it's on that level. Sydney Two Live Crew was a band back in the eighties. Way back, or they were way back. Like, talk to your parents, grandparents, possibly they yeah. know who that is. Just trust me. But like, Kim Petra, you think I was alive in the eighties? Well, <laughs> you might have been. Born, were you at least born that? God, don't answer that fucking question. I have children. Oh. I have children older than. I have a child same age as you, Sydney, and children older. God. I'm fairly certain Sydney was born a year after I joined the military. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like 10 years before you. And both of you can can skate. And I have no idea what I'm doing. So, And I find this ritual side to like all athletes or some of them. Well, anybody who's in a competitive anything. Watch this. Hey, Dibs, how many uh, pound cakes have you ever eaten in your in your Marine Corps career? 
So pound cake's enough. Charms, charms can go to hell. Yep. <laughs> nope. So in yep. the military, you get these things in your MREs, like, and they're they're called charms, and they're basically like knockoff lifesavers. And supposedly, like, you can't eat them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's Sean Babin? Who's Sean Babin? I wonder who that is. Is that your brother? That's my no. father. Oh, your yeah. father? <laughs> oh, Sean. Oh, please. The fact that she... <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm so done. Oh, but yeah, no. Yeah, that's great. We're not... We're not allowed to eat charms. Like they get slapped out of our hands. You're not allowed to eat them because if you eat the green ones, it rains. If you eat other one, like it's it's no joke. And see, you know what's funny about that is just the way you two get dressed different. In my generation, the Marine Corps, it was pound cake. If you watch somebody open up the pound cake, especially the fruit one, and start eating it, like it was grounds to get beat up. It was full on grounds to take a legal ass whooping and probably the command group would watch and let it happen if somebody was like what what's going on here dude he ate the pound cake oh uh, you you get the ass whooping because it would rain in the field if you ate the pound cake it would always rain so yeah so, you know, and why did they serve it <laughs> it was in your mre bullshit stupid superstition that has no face in fact yeah. whatsoever <laughs> so so you made a val you made a valid point there or a point there taylor about change so you guys have your superstitions but once uh, you said once you started playing oh rip it oh good God. i don't even I know found those that, after my generation i don't know yeah i found we got little cans shipped to us in iraq and i still find them at the dollar store and get pizza oh, you're, oh i know what you're talking about yeah. <laughs> um so you said you started doing good you changed your tradition like you changed do you guys both do that or you try to stick to What's going on? Or is it one of those like, nope, I won. I'm not changing. I'm not washing these socks until <laughs> until I, until we lose. I try to stay the same as best as I can. Um, I'm definitely one of those people like, oh, if I don't do this, like, I'm not going to play good, you know? So I, I definitely try to stay the same. What's some of the weirdest? So you, again, both of you, you you've been doing this for a long time. What is some of the weirdest things that you know other athletes do that you're like what what are you doing I know for I mean it's kind of weird it's something I do like if I if I'm like starting to have kind of a eh, like a going through a little rough patch and I haven't cut my hair in a while I say oh it's the hair and then I cut my hair <laughs> well how about you there Rapunzel because I saw Sydney playing <laughs> her hair earlier. Uh, yes, my hair is very long. Do you it do is. you have any anybody? Not even your own traditions. I'm talking about like somebody else's weird shit. Like some real. Like, is there anything you both have seen where you're like, "What is going on here?" I I sat next to this one teammate for a long time. Um, she did not wash any of her gear because uh, since no. she scored, she so she. She washed her gear and she had a terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> she washed her gear, had a terrible, terrible game. So she uh, stopped washing it. And 
then she nope. started to play good again, I guess. And so then she stopped watching it. Now I was next to her for about three years. Mm. I would immediately request to change stalls. I'm good. <laughs> she can have the one. <laughs> no, it wasn't even stalls. This was just a, a locker room. That just, you just a locker room. And choose oh. whatever. But every time we just ended up next to each other. Somehow. That's terrible. That is beyond terrible. Yeah. So going back, I mean, kind of going back full circle, talking about futures and all that stuff. So I think looking at it, Sydney, you're majoring in uh, sports management and criminal justice. No, nope. I am managing in or, or uh, majoring in. <laughs> it's been a long day. Okay. It's been a very long day. I've been up since four o'clock. Like I need to sleep. Okay. Um, I'm majoring in criminology and I'm minoring in sports psychology and sports management. Cool. I was close. I, I got half of something. I don't know. Yes. So, I mean, what, what is your, um, so like, what does your future look like? Obviously you said you wanted to start a goals, goalie school with Trevor uh, once that time comes, but like, what's your, I won't say dream job because I feel like that's a loaded question, but like, ideally, what do you, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? So what do you want to be when you grow up? So you tell me all about it. <laughs> um, for a while, I wanted to be a surgeon, um, but I got older and that changed, per usual. Um, and then I wanted to become a detective. Um, I still do, but because of the hockey route, I honestly don't see that happening. Um, but I'm okay with the detective part not happening, but I'm not okay with hockey not happening. So hockey is definitely going to be the route that I go. So with that sports psychology, like, are you looking, I mean, obviously I, I feel like that's a fairly, I won't say broad, like it's obviously narrowed down, but are you looking to like help people within like with the sport? Like, what do you want to do with the sports psychology type aspect of that? Um, recently I've been thinking about it. Um, I, there are a lot of people in sports that have a lot of mental uh, struggles and they have very very hard times and I feel like that's not talked about a lot so um, I want to try to be a person to kind of help promote that um, you know I'm part of this club here in school um, where it promotes athletes mental health and uh, you know I honestly think it's a great club um, I've only been to one to one meeting. I've been able to be at too many uh, because of hockey, but I think it's super super important, and that's probably something that I'm going to end up putting into it. No, see, and I and I really like that. It it hits huge, especially for the snow community because we lost uh, Terrence Gillard. We lost him this year to uh, some pretty kind of the same thing, like people fighting demons that you don't necessarily know that they're, that they're fighting. But I mean, I know he knew he had a family within the team and stuff like that, but it was definitely, I feel like with someone like you, they would be able to assist that to do that. Cause I don't, I think like Sean was talking about, it's especially with hockey. It is that like, it, it's almost like the military, Sean, where like, you can't be, you have to be tough to, to do it. So I feel like people don't feel like it's approachable to be able to talk about those mental mental issues. I mean, the, the effect of losing a game is in and itself painful. Well, I, you know, I, this is kind of for either, either one of you, uh, what getting into that mental health side and the competitive level when you're constantly competing, did you have any feelings when, uh, during this past summer games, when Simone Bile said, Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta drop out of this. 
I got to take a mental health break. This is just too much at this point. And then you started seeing some other athletes. I can't think of her name right now. The, the uh, young lady who plays tennis. Um, and you started seeing some of these athletes. How did you feel seeing that? You know, was it, oh, great, I'm supportive of this? Or was it you're competing, other people are relying on you? How did you feel about that? Um, definitely a mix of, like, a little bit of a mix. Because I understand, you know, as a competitive athlete myself, I understand it's very, you know, very taxing. And there's a lot of mental mental challenges that it, come along with that that people don't understand and that people don't realize. But I was also kind of in that same mindset because, you know, I kind of grew up on that mindset where, oh, well, you have to be tough especially as a goalie, nobody can, nobody can think that you're weak because as soon as they think you're weak, they're going to start getting in your head and um, they're, they're going to start getting in your head and they're, you're not going to be able to play. And yeah, you have to basically be a, just live with a mask on all the time. Essentially you can't show much emotion. So for me, it was a little bit of, a little bit of both to where like, okay, yeah, you have people competing on you. Like, you know, you're a competitive athlete. It's part of that. It's part of being a competitive athlete and part of having that stage. But part of it's also like, I do have empathy for them. And I do think, hey, maybe it's good that they're doing something like that, because it's going to change the narrative a bit. And people are going to be able, it's going to be more acceptable to prioritize mental health than it was before. What do you think here, Sydney? No, I completely agree. You know, growing up, you are especially in sports and even a lot of times being a girl in general um, makes it a lot harder growing up in sports and you know you are taught to be strong you have to be strong in order to play these types of sports and if you're not you're kind of looked down on and um, you know you just you have to be there kind of for yourself and you just have to be tough for yourself and sometimes that's hard and I feel like that's not talked about enough um, so definitely proud of them for speaking up about it and for, uh, doing it. But at the same time, like she said, you know, we kind of have to push through it sometimes because of what we do and that's what makes it hard. Yeah. And I feel like that's a double-edged sword for you guys too, to the point that you do, like when you do say like, oh man, like, all right, you know, I gotta, I gotta step back for a second because I feel like unfortunately, and I, I think it's changing for the better, but a lot of people's first reaction is like, Oh, she's just being a girl. Like it, it's just because she's a girl, like that type of thing. And, th- that and that's gonna be my follow-up question to that. Was, yeah. was you know, we saw and, and thank you, Rachel, uh, Naomi Osaka, we saw Simone Biles. I didn't see anybody on the men's basketball team drop out. I didn't see and, and do you think that 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 also is that double standard? Like if those if a male athlete would have dropped out, and maybe one of them didn't, I, I just didn't catch it. If one of those would have, if a male athlete would have done it, would he have been chastised for it? Like you should be better than that. But it, since it was a, a female athlete doing it, was like, hey, empowerment, you know, go for it. Do you think there's a, a double standard there? I think it's honestly always going to go both ways. You're always going to have people who hate it, and you're always going to have people who love it and agree with it. So honestly, I can't say that one would be more than the other. Um, you know, that more just goes off of how people are and how they see it. And, and I yeah. think that's how it's got to be done. I mean, that that's really, 
I mean, if you look at Luke Keekley when he retired, he had what nine seasons in the NFL, something like that. And he basically just said, no, I'm, I'm yeah. done. I'm done being concussed. I want to live for the rest of my life. So in a lot of people kind of same thing, there's a lot of people that supported it, like that whole CTE thing and kind of went there. And then there's a lot of people that were like, that that team relies on you all this. And I mean, you kind of have to, I don't want to say you have to pick sides, but I think you guys both took the right angle at it that, you, you know, you kind of got to find that middle ground where you support, but also at the same time, you, you do have a team to support. You have all that. So that that's yeah. Proud dad moment. I saw, I think I yeah. saw Sean comment. That. <laughs> he's all, he's all on it. Uh, this is an NHL player that, just took a took a leave. Can't think of his name. So I guess somebody in the NHL just just did it. I mean, and, and we're seeing it more in some of these. But I mean, it's a it's a very interesting uh, piece. So we're gonna get ready to put a put a bow on this whole thing, close the bar up, and and get ready to close down here. Um, Sydney, what what's up coming next game? If somebody wanted to see you uh, play, what can is there? You know, I'm in Albany, so you know, is there a streaming way for it? Is Wilkes putting anything out like that? How can somebody come see you play? Uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Friday at three o'clock, Saturday at two o'clock. We are versing Buffalo State. Um, you can easily search up Buffalo State Athletics on um, whatever browser you use, and um, it will come up. Um, they will be streaming it on their website for their women's ice hockey team. So it would be easy to watch. Well, hopefully my buddy Chris Higgins is watching. Uh, he's with Amtrak. He's actually works out of Buffalo and both of his daughters uh, play hockey and play travel hockey. Okay. Uh, and hopefully he's watching because that would be a game that, that he could go to. How about you okay. there, Taylor? When, when's the next time we can see you? Uh, left, uh, right skate, left skate, tie the left, <laughs> undo the right skate, fix my hair seven times. <laughs> Can only play this song, but I play it backwards while wearing uh, wearing sunglasses. <laughs> when can they see see you next? So, I mean, if you want to come watch me play men's league right now, go for it. But I actually, so the team that I'm playing for, the Killer Bees, they're not coming into the league until next year. So I'm on a little bit of like a kind of like a training um, and. Uh, just, you know, working type of hiatus. I'm really just working on my craft right now and getting ready for next season. So, fortunately, it's going to be a little bit of a wait, but it probably be worth it. That's right. So, yeah, so real quick, I mean, I know you're going to kick ass, but if it makes you feel any better, the standards in Battle Creek, do you know what? So, the Battle Creek Bees, yeah. Rumble Bees, were a team last year, and their record was 145 <laughs> and two so you get two wins taylor and you brought hockey back to battle creek one 45 and two i think so they definitely only had one win and i believe 45 losses 42 losses it was bad wow so we're gonna we're gonna try to revive the hive and bring it back is that is that the slogan yeah revive, revive the hive and fear the swarm revive the hive and fear the swarm oh that was very creative. Did you come up with that, Debs? I don't know. I'm gonna have a part in it. <laughs> oh God! Man shouldn't butt into anything that ain't his own affair. <laughs> God. Sorry, folks. We're getting ready. To, we're gonna put a bow on this thing. Uh, Sean. Sean says, "Search YouTube." Uh, what do we ser- 
Oh, YouTube has, has some of the worst minor league sport team ever. Was yep. that was that who they were they really considered as the worst minor league sport? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They won one game in an entire season. Were they, they, yeah. Were they at least like the bad news bears of it all? No, like, no. No. There was no redeeming quality. So funny enough, one of their goalies is now our starting goalie this weekend. So fingers crossed. Oh my goodness. Well, make sure folks you, you get out there and you check out Taylor and you check out Sydney and support support them. If you've got somebody in your life that's looking for some sports, looking to get involved in something, it's definitely worth it. Uh Babs was on was on that team. Oh, too. oh that's I'm sorry. Okay, there we go. So that explains uh, why he's throwing bows. That explains why he's throwing bows at <laughs> Motor City now. He's taking out pent up aggression for just just mad, just trying to get all that shit out. So so make sure if you you know somebody, make sure you go follow Taylor, go follow Sydney, go go see what they've got going on. Make sure you support them. Uh, Any when MHLI MHIL starts MIHL whatever starts back all all up again. Uh, is that streaming? Is there a way for people to stream that there, Dibs? Yep. So um, I'm actually working on an agreement uh, with a couple of organizations to try to get it across the board. But working with Torgs, we will have streaming. I mean, it'll be 100% one of the things we do down there. So we will have streaming. Nice. So so make sure you're, you're, you're supporting that and taking a look at what they've got going on. Uh, give everybody a little bit of a heads up uh, for next week. We've got Chris uh, – Loran, he is a he's I don't know how the belt system works, but he does Krav Magra. You you both know what that is? Do you know what Krav Magra is? That is like the Israeli fight, secret service fighting style that basically just translates to rip something off and feed it back to them and beat them to death with it. That's pretty much what that whole thing's all about. So he's gonna be on next week talking about fitness. Uh, you may want to join us in two weeks after that. We actually have a two-time Canadian Olympian coming on. Uh, I can't think of Christine's last name right now. It's escaping me. But she was a two-time Olympian rower that's going to be on. So we're still we're staying with a kind of a sports theme uh, for the next couple of weeks. It seems to happen all the time. We get into a little bit of a routine here. So make sure you're, you're sticking around with us for that. And also, um, I'll make the announcement now. For those of you that have heard me talking about Phoenix shaving, um, that is uh, all, you know, classic smells, using actual safety razors. Uh, If you've never heard my buddy Doug talk about it, he's got an entire um, conspiracy theory on why we shave with, like, blades that have 75 razors in it for this whole thing. And if you listen to him, you'll never go back to using one of them again and you'll just use a regular old school safety razor. But uh, him and I are going to, we're going to have a little bit of a giveaway coming up here soon, folks, giving away some stuff from Phoenix shaving. So pay attention to that. It's getting ready to come come along. Um, and if you're liking what you're seeing here, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, do all those things. If you just found us, we greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, aw, bye Taylor. We love you too there, Sean. You know, aw, love you, Paul. We all, but, uh, <laughs> That's the best. Like, I'm a dad. I tell my kids all the time I love them. My five-year-old's the asshole. Who's, I'm like, I love you. And he's like, beat it, dad. The rest, of, <laughs> the rest of them are all like, I love you too, dad. I appreciate you. My five-year-old's like, beat it, punk. <laughs> like, such a turd. Um, 
but no, so make sure if you're, you're just finding us through all this, make sure you give us a like, follow, subscribe, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. If you have a, a cause and you want to get involved in stickering a cause, make sure you reach out, reach out to us. Uh, even our uh, email is the above the bar podcast. Also, something that's really important is if you're listening to this podcast, take a moment, whatever system you're listening to, whether it be Apple, whether it be Spotify, it's pretty much where everybody listens at this point. Go in there. Give give us a five star rating. This gets bigger. More people hear about Taylor. More people hear about Sydney. The higher the the stars get on that thing, the more people that find us. If there's something that that you've listened to with us and you liked it that much, you doing that. I know it might sound cheesy. I know you've all heard it. If you got kids and you've watched all these videos, like and subscribe. And you had to deal with all that. The reality of it is, is this gets bigger by you doing that. This gets to more people by you doing that and going on those things. Dibs, you got anything coming up that you want to tell everybody about? Yes, sir. Home openers on Saturday. We'll be on YouTube, Gaylord Snow Hockey. Uh, we're doing breast cancer awareness, rocking the pink, slap shot against cancer. So we'll be rocking these jerseys. Uh, most likely we'll be auctioning them off for one of the local breast cancer uh, organizations, uh, doing some other cool stuff. So yeah, home opener is this weekend. All right. Now, Miss Taylor, Miss Sydney, one of the things, because I know you've probably listened to this is episode 151. So I know you listened to the other 150 episodes before this because you wanted to be prepared. You wanted to be ready. I understand that. And I appreciate that. So you know that we end every show the same way. And you guys can rock, paper, scissors for this any way you want to do it. We could have our first female hockey fight uh, on here, the way you're like next to each other on the screen. However, we need to do this. But the guest always gets the last word. Do not log on, log off after this. I got to talk to you for a moment. So, what is? Who wants to go first? I, I say go rock paper scissors. Let's do rock paper scissors. Are right, you ready? All right. We're gonna do rock paper scissors. Right. I'll call it rock paper. Did you forget it? Did you forget how it works? No, no just okay. it was a bit late. All right. Rock paper scissors shoot. Oh, is that so? The Taylor wins. Yeah. So, That's Taylor, do you want to go first or second? No, we go best two out of three. Oh, yeah, you go two out of three. three. That's all, all, right. Right. all right, here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, oh <laughs> the draw right there. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, oh, no, she changed yeah, last All right, whatever. No, it's okay. She went. That's the competitive side of this already. She's like, she cheated. I caught her. I caught her. I saw. I, I saw really, her kick the bottom. I of the, really didn't think I did. I saw her kick the bottom of the goal out. I saw her kick the bottom of the goal out to move the net. I saw it. So Taylor, your choice. Do you want to go first or last? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. What's the so, final word you got for everybody? Final word. Um, I do want to give a shout out to my goalie guys, my goalie coaches, goalie doctor, Matt Tunler and Mitch Harris. Sid said something about Z-Tending before, so I need to give a shout-out to my guys and just thank you to everybody that tuned in and especially my friends and family. Sydney, what's your final word? The same thing, you know, shout-out to friends and family. Um, definitely shout-out to Z-Tending. Um, my dad, parents, obviously. Brother especially, though. Um, huge shout-out to him, Trevor. Most of you guys would know him. Um <laughs> He's been the best. So shout out to him and thanks everybody for logging on and listening to us and what we have to say. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an earplug podcast presentation. 
found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. 